Hi, friends. I'm Steve Dickman, president for Outpost Centers International. And we're on another report today about what's happening in uh, some of the situations around the area of Ukraine and some of the issues there that are being dealt with and continuing to be dealt with. And uh, also you'll hear today about a few other things that are happening connected with some of the ministries that have been reporting with us on these programs. I'm going to go first this morning to Dr. Michael. He's in Ukraine and tell us, uh, Dr. Michael, what's happening there and what are some of the opportunities there? Great. I've spent, just spent the last week in, in Ukraine, uh, visiting the South Chernivtsi area and um, in the capital city, Kiev. It was quite an eye-opener, interesting experience. Um, the place is really badly damaged. Um, lots of people displaced. Um, it was quite depressing, actually. It felt like I was back in Mosul in northern Iraq. Um, it's different feel this is a country at war. Um, we did some tours of, of the suburbs around um, Kiev, looking for options for helping in the area, and um, a lot of these suburbs are, are badly destroyed. We had meetings with the Ministry of Health as well, and um, they expressed the, the need for, for support from inter the international medical community, particularly um, in the area of health infrastructure. The Russian military have particularly targeted um, the, the, the health system. A lot of hospitals have been damaged, lots of clinics have been destroyed, and um, so these are these clinics are providing key services to many communities in, in, in Ukraine, especially in the east. And um, so we need to be ready to basically mobilize units into these areas to replace these these services while they, while the clinics get reconstructed. So we currently wait and see from the Ministry of Health exactly where the help is needed, but we we need to urgently start importing clinic containers that we can use to, to set up units. Uh, we found um, secondhand medical units that were used by the German military, and they're for sale in, um, in Netherlands at the moment, 20-foot um, um, units that, that expand um, laterally, and um, they can be used as, as emergency rooms, as gynae units, as labor wards, as inpatient facilities, as outpatient clinics, ideal kind of structure. Each unit costs 8,500 US dollars, and it's fully kitted with electrical, with plumbing, with, with water systems, air conditioning and everything. So it's a pretty good deal for us and provides a, would provide a really key um, gap uh, that's, that they're currently experiencing in the healthcare. So yeah, we, we're, we're currently fundraising to try and get these units um, bought and imported into Ukraine so that they're ready to mobilize to, to an area that needs help the most. Yeah. Thank you, Dr. Michael. Appreciate that report. And sure. if you are impressed that maybe you'd like to help with providing one of these units and getting it to the front lines, there's multiple units needed. They're about $8,500 to sponsor one of those. You can go to our website and find the information there for the Adventist Help Project. And uh, you can donate on the OCI website. That'll be a blessing for those of you who would like to connect in that way. Kim, I'm going to go to you for just a moment here, and uh, maybe you can talk a little bit about what's still happening in Moldova and some of the dental things and, and what's happening there. Yeah, good morning, Steve. Um, we're still working towards the establishing a mobile dental unit, two of them actually, in Moldova, both for Ukrainian refugees and for the local Moldovan folks. As some of you may know, per capita, Moldova is receiving more refugees than any other country, and they're the poorest. And um, with what's happening in Odessa region, there's a good chance that that flow is gonna continue. A week from now, I'll be able to tell you more because we'll actually be there. But we just covet your prayers for the bureaucracy that we're facing in getting those units into Moldova. Uh, Marcus Alt, who some of you know, uh, is back in Moldova by the end of the day. 
and we're looking to get assurance from the authorities in Moldova that when we are ready to bring these units in in a few days, that they won't be held up at the border. If they are, then we'll just go straight to Ukraine and bring them in uh, and we'll work with the units that uh, Michael John was just describing. But folks, uh, this thing is drawing on, but things aren't better for the folks over there. They're getting increasingly more difficult. And so your prayers and support for these folks under this time of duress is greatly appreciated. Thank you very much, Kim. We're going to talk just a moment now to Ethan. Ethan is doing a lot of coordination work for us on this side. And Ethan, I know that you are uh, have had some opportunities to work with beautiful minds and some materials there. Tell us a little bit about what's happening there with that. Thank you, Steve. As the viewers know, there's a lot of struggles among the resettlers as they move from Ukraine, especially with mental well-being. As you can imagine, the stress and the trauma is absolutely unforgettable, and many of them are suffering with post-traumatic stress disorder and many other um, concerns. And Beautiful Minds is a ministry in the United States and California that um, does a lot of work with mental well-being, and they've been working with resources to distribute through the Ukrainian Hope Channel, which are going to be available very soon. And in addition, they've also been working with an author by the name of Dwight Bain to develop a, a Families in Trauma brochure that could help some of the, the parents, in many cases, single moms that are raising several children on the run. And um, we're looking, that's already been translated into Ukrainian. And in the at the moment, we're uh, looking for ways to distribute those pamphlets in Ukraine. One of those will be at the Your Camp with the help of Sandy Roberts. And so we're working right now to transfer those uh, pamphlets from either Poland or Romania into Your Camp. Thank you so much, Ethan, for that report. And it leads us kind of into the next uh, topic we're going to talk about, and that's the Your Camp project. It's exciting. God has blessed us abundantly. And phase one of this project, the first 150,000 has been donated by you, my friends, and uh, you have secured the safety of this first phase. And we're just praising God because of that. I'll be in Ukraine next week on, uh, for this report probably will come live from Ukraine is what our hope is. I'll be on the ground there at your camp, organizing and doing a little coordination to make sure this project is launched well, and that these orphans can be taken care of. Patty, uh, I know that uh, you've been involved in this along. It's exciting to see this project moving forward. What, uh, what is your thoughts about this at this point? Well, the next logis logistical challenge is just to get the money into Ukraine safely. And that's where we're at right now. Some of the funds, a small amount have already been sent over there so they be can begin the construction. And next week, we expect a much larger amount will be uh, delivered there. And we like to ask and solicit your prayers for the safety of those funds as they're delivered. Yeah, thank you, Patty. That's, that's the truth of the matter right there. And so again, we're grateful, friends, for all that you have done and continue to do for those in the Ukraine and for the Your Camp Project and many other things. And, and uh, just as God impresses you and your heart, uh, just continue to share these uh, reports and be generous. I'm going to go to Ostop. He's been a regular on our programs throughout the uh, past number of weeks here. Ostop is with Build and Restore. He's Ukrainian by his you know, origins and uh, has strong ties there and has done a lot of work with what's happening in Ukraine. But Ostop, I know Build and Restore does a lot of other things. And in your busyness, what are you doing this week? Yes, thank you, Steve. We have been able to find homes and 
people to host those refugees that have come across. And as we wait for legislature to make the next decisions on how the refugees will come into the country, we're actually going to be leaving with a group and heading over to Iceland to help restore and remodel a school. And uh, our desire is to, to be there for about 10 days and you know uplift the people there, inspire them, share meetings, presentations, and do a health expo in the community, reach out to, to their needs as well, work on the church project, work on the school project, really just share the love of God there with the people of Iceland. Okay, great. Excellent, uh, Ostap. We're just praying for God's blessing on you and the team as you uh, adventure for him into Iceland and that project there, that God will bless that and it will be a blessing to the people there. Friends, uh, again, we thank you so much for your continued generosity and meeting the needs of people who are suffering, especially in our Ukrainian situation and continue to pray for these projects and that the Lord will open doors and provide means and direct in the work there that the suffering of many individuals can be relieved and that they can receive the help they need at this critical time. You can go to our website, outpostcenters.org. You can go to our donate page there. You can find links to some of these ministries we've been featuring. You can connect with them. You can make uh, general donations to the needs there in Ukraine. Again, friends, we're thanking you for what you've already done and appealing to you to continue to be generous. May God bless you and may we continue to be faithful in his service. 